0: Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible.
1: The entire Bible every year.
0: On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. So people will ask questions from the Bible Live leads. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live Your Apache Indian Scout through the Book of Books, Sophie Dollar.
2: favorite part of that song. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Uh-huh. This is hey. Soapy Dollar, Back in the Saddle. Yay. After oh, a, hey. Yay! We're back in back in the saddle, back in the radio business, I guess. Uh-huh. We're glad to be back and thank you for all the prayers and well wishes yeah. as uh, we our little, our little white soldiers, those little white blood vessels you know, blood cells <laughs> yes. did battle with the great monster covid and you know, kicked his little backside <laughs> i guess we might say we yeah, made it the good wow. lord brought us through and really? we have uh we're back from it. both my wife and i have made it through and we're thrilled to be back and saddle here with the program again thanks for the prayers and so many expressions of of goodwill yeah. and um, well wishes for us, we appreciate it. Stacy is alongside too, yes, and we're in the studio together because we're talking about one of her favorite books. Now we have made our way, just in case, just in case there's someone listening that hasn't didn't know what is this program all about this Mm -hmm. this weird old guy and his sweet beautiful (laughs) daughter Uh, what are they gonna be talking about we're gonna be talking about the Bible live and we read through the entire Bible every year we used to do that right here on the radio weeknights Monday through Friday a 15 to 20 minute reading from the scriptures every weeknight in the entire Bible every year from Genesis to the book of the Revelation the end of the New Testament and uh we still do that on our website on the on the internet and you can go there and hear every weekday the the readings for this coming week are already in the can they're already on the site so you can go pick those up or you can go back uh in in the it says uh, our podcast mm-hmm. or our, our its it say our podcast uh-huh. is that what it, it, says it says our
1: pro- podcast and then <clears throat> program and, so okay. you, and then you click on programs and it has all of
2: them. You can go back and okay. find any reading you wanted from mm-hmm. the, from the past, uh, any particular book or uh, any of those sections. But we've read now Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First, Second Samuel, First, Second Kings, First, second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, and Job. and Job. Okay, we're just finishing up Job. In the in the Hebrew Scriptures, the Old Testament, we've read up to the book of Job, and uh, we talked about Job. In fact, as we read the first uh, 17 chapters of Job last week, I decided to put just the scriptures themselves on the airwaves and let you hear uh, hear the actual Bible, the words of the Bible, Genesis 1 through 17. So that was uh, what we used to do every weeknight, you know, we'd hear a 15 to 20 minute reading. Uh, But we put Job on last week, and we'll we'll finish our, our consideration and our comments about Job Uh, This uh, this hour, this first segment, and then we'll go on into uh, discussing the book of Ecclesiastes, which we read in its entirety and the short, small book of Song of Songs, which is a wedding story, the story of romance and love. Uh, love and marriage, <laughs> good Go, like a horse and carriage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Song of Songs, and then we're going to move back to the he, to the New Testament, uh, the Greek Scriptures, where we have already read Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, First and Second Corinthians, and we come now to the Book of Galatians, uh, chapters one through five. So, we'll discuss all of those, and then, of course, in in the week to come, already on the website, if you wanted to uh go you'll already be able to pick up just the final uh chapter of the book of galatians and then we go to ephesians philippians colossians and 1st and 2nd thessalonians and timothy all these shorter epistles these letters that the the apostle paul wrote to the churches that he had helped to found and form and strengthen and he wrote letters to them and they've become part of the New Testament Scriptures. So uh, we'll be looking at those this coming week. But let's get into the Job just yeah. a little bit.
1: Well, I just wanted to quickly yeah, put in ahead. a plug for indeed going uh, to the website and reading along with us um, those weekly... Uh, verses and and the book. It's the, dad does a really great job. <laughs> dad, if you want that, thank I'll you, thank say you, it for you. you. <laughs> he really does. Of um, just a quick breakdown, and not only, of course, it, of course, it, it is just it's the scripture, um, but just in the context of our time. And I, the Bible just it never is out of date. It is never not relevant. Um, no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, Scripture has so much wisdom and guidance and pertinence. And uh, I mm-hmm. thought it was especially interesting that we were in Job while you were going through COVID. It's yeah. <laughs> like wow, this is more than one person <laughs> picked
2: up on that. <laughs> right? they, they talk about that the fact that uh, yes,
1: and know. I love too. I mean, not only personally, but <clears throat> even uh, as a nation and as a country, and even in your opening. And I think the heart of um, a big, you know, heart of the program was. Uh, How God's word and how scriptures can give wisdom to the people. I mean, to to nation groups and to and that you've always kind of had a heart for how um, how wonderful it is that scripture has shaped a lot of our a lot of our um, common ground, a lot of our sayings, even a lot. You know, the Good Samaritan. You know, that reference was
2: uh, handwriting on the wall. uh, mm
1: And, um, and Little Birdie it,
2: told me so. Yes, yeah. so
1: many. I mean, uh, you, you know, read Lincoln's speeches, and it's just uh, riddled with Scripture and Washington's speeches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, in, even today, and one of my favorites, since we are in Job, we might have done this in the year, last year too, but um, one of my favorite openings uh, to in film is in Secretariat. When uh, uh, Diane Lane, the car- Penny Lane, I think uh, is the character, the mm-hmm. owner of Secretariat, um, reads from Job, quotes from Job, and I think we have that queued up, and so just enjoy this. It's beautiful.
3: More than 3,000 years ago, a man named Job complained to God about all his troubles,
1: and the Bible tells us that God answered. Do you give the horse his strength or clothe his neck with a flowing mane? Do you make him leap like a locust, striking terror with his proud snorting? He paws fiercely, rejoicing in his strength and charges into the fray.
2: All right. There's more to the quote. It's uh a goes on uh, from yeah. uh, what what chapter is it from State that's State?
1: from 39 so Chap- she reads yeah, chapter 39 19 through 25 and of course that's the opening to secretariat one of the greatest racehorses. yeah ever. if you
2: haven't seen the movie secretariat it it's so very good. inspiring <laughs> it truly is but that's yeah. that's one of the most dramatic moments of reading that scripture it and, and that watching the images mm-hmm, of this, great, of this horse. great
1: powerful horse and you know when they did just this is a little side reference when they did the autopsy on secretariat uh, they discovered his heart was huge. It was like four times larger than <sighs> a normal, and that it shows why he was able to good. run like he was able yes. to run. And he really was a remarkable. Now, tell t-
2: tell about that. Uh, you were, you were telling me earlier about that dramatic last race. I oh, think, uh, it's so the, good. He, he won the triple <laughs> crown, right? And, and this yes. was the the last one. And he usually goes out quickly out of the gate or something. He
1: was well known for his kind of shorter his speed but not necessarily his endurance. And another horse at the time was definitely more well-known and better in long endurance races. And Secretary, let had been um, sick, and so they hadn't been seeing how he was training. And then when he got better, they went ahead and let him fly, like just let him loose, pushed him really hard, and he Mm -hmm. trained and he trained. And then uh, it came to this final race, and he came out of the gate really fast, a lot faster than the trainers would have wanted because they didn't think he could keep up the pace but he did and uh anyway i that might have just given away the movie if you haven't watched it or if you haven't known the story of secretariat but um it's just but it's uh, the
2: whole rough. point of the I, my asking was that yeah. this this heart that was found to be four times i <laughs> mean that must have really been, come to the I mean, that must have been part oh, of the yeah. reason that he could. Oh,
1: that he was able to. He was pushed yeah. to this
2: long distance, but mm-hmm. he just kept going. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It really, it is a wonderful story. Think, and, yeah. and and the whole thing of Job is an example of the the final the final chapters of Job, chapter thirty-eight through forty-two. After all of Job's friends. Talk remember each they 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 talk in, in and <laughs> do they talk in circles, or do we say that they took turns uh lecturing him uh job, and all of his friends had given their opinions and all and uh, then finally, after all of this, job asking God why, why this, and why that and Oh, if only you know, the day I was born, and I mean all the things he goes through, which is an incredible, rich book mm-hmm. that almost all of us can identify with at one time uh, in some way or another. Uh, it, then, finally, even after the young, the young man Eli Elihu, yeah, Elihu charms, time chimes in and speaks, but then finally, God actually speaks. And answers, and I think that quote is an example, kind of, of the way God answered Job.
1: Exactly, that's from the that passage of when God responds to him, and I think it's just uh, some of the, uh, um, you know, did you did you set the lightning the path for the lightning? Did you? I mean, it's filled with these images of creation and the natural world, the things that we. I love the part where it says, "Did you?" Help the bear cub find its way across the galaxies in the constellations. In the
2: constellations. Yes,
1: and it's just, you know. Uh, what would
2: that be? Ursa? That would be the.
1: Oh, wow, you're great. Yeah, I didn't even, I wasn't yeah. sure which. But, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay. Um, I mean, it looks like we've got a, a caller on.
2: All right. Let's go get a caller. Anthony. Let's a priority. Anthony is calling in. And let me see if I can remember how. How to push a button, all right? <laughs> Hi, Anthony. I'm glad you're on the air with us tonight. Thanks for calling in.
4: Hi, God bless you. God bless you both. Um I I uh w- I wanted to ask you a question. I, I was listening to what you guys were talking about and it has has nothing to do with what y'all were talking about, but That's all right. I had a, I had an experience uh during the surgery and and that I had a, a major surgery. Um When I got out of surgery and I was in the recovery room, I I had these uh, visions and and these uh, things started happening. I I heard screams, I heard yellings, I heard uh, very evil and demonic things in in my room, and I could feel it in my room, Mm -hmm. and. I heard a voice that says, that told me, um, I'm not going to let you go. And then, uh I was just like trying to fight it. And, and in my mind, I was like, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. But it just wouldn't, it wouldn't come out. Like I couldn't even think it. I couldn't mm. even say it. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, I'm trying to hurry up cause I don't want to take, Take, mm, no, Anthony, this
2: is, this is riveting. It really is. Yeah. So, the, what what did you do in the moment or in the instant, or is this just a, a memory that you have? Was there any particular conclusion I mean, the, that you came to? Yeah. Well,
4: yes. This is uh, this lasted for quite a while, and uh, like I said, I felt this evil presence. I could feel these, this, the room was really, really dark. And this lasted for a while. And the screamings and, and, and the, oh, it's a little ugly. But then, um, I heard, uh, what I, what, at first I didn't know what it was, but it turned out to be, um, horses. Oh. Um, hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, horses galloping. And, uh, and, of course, like like at first I didn't know what it was. I was like, you know, what is that? What is it? And then the louder the horses got, the horse galloping got, the further the screams and the voice that was telling me, I'm not going to let you go, wow. was going away and going away. Yeah. And and uh, the, it got louder and louder and louder and louder and louder. And then all of a sudden there was this, just shine, this glow, and I—I I, my eyes were not open. I was afraid to open them, and I know that I was awake because I could see the monitor and I could feel my blood. Per- I could see my blood pressure was up mm-hmm. because I was. Yeah, I bet it so. <laughs> Yeah, my blood pressure was up. I could see that, and I, I could feel the pain from the surgery, and um. I opened up my eyes and I saw that This is gold, gold color. This is gold that's not like the gold that we see. But I know, I knew it was gold.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I, I just knew it was gold, but not the gold that, that we know. Mm-hmm. And then I heard, like, uh, I heard something go like thump, thump, like really, really loud. And I didn't hear anything, and I heard the horses, you know, how they go. (laughs) You know, know, I heard that. And then I I couldn't look up because I was afraid because whatever it was was above me. So I looked to the left, and at first, I'm like, I better hurry up. What what, What I saw to my left was a foot, a huge foot. Uh it was made of gold. What's, what's the word you're saying?
2: What foot. word are you saying? Foot. A foot. A foot.
4: A foot. foot. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. A, a foot. Uh and then I looked to my right and there was another foot. And then that's when I decided to look up. And when I looked up, I saw this huge tall man that was dressed in, in a golden armor. Oh, goodness. I I I kid you not. I was just like, <laughs> "Is this real? Is this real?" Aww. And and I I was like, and I I looked up, and I saw him, and he didn't say nothing to me. He looked down, but I couldn't see his face. But I know that he looked down
2: mm-hmm.
4: because when he looked down, there was a little shadow that cast it. and then he looked back up, and then he he had a, a spear in his hand. In his right hand, and he and he uh, he hit it on the ground like really, really loud. Like, and then thunder just crackled hmm. through the ground, and it went forward. Hmm. And whatever was trying to attack me went away. Hmm. And then after that, um, I got up a little bit, and I turned back around, and I could see as far as I could see. There was horses, there were chariots, and there were men, mm. and then that's when I knew what it was.
2: Mm. That's what I was going to ask I you, knew- Anthony, what it, what have you, what conclusions have you kind of come to in your own mind and heart? Of course, we don't; these things are are very mysterious. Uh, doesn't make them unreal at all, but they're very mysterious dreams and visions, and they're. We see them in the scriptures and so on, and, and often we're given actually the interpretations. But uh, in this particular case, for your own edification and your own thoughts, what what have you made of it? What what have you? What do you think was going on? God sent angels to be around me, oh,
4: yeah. and mm-hmm. God allowed me to see them, and then. Mm-hmm. After after all this happened, I, I wanted to talk to somebody about it, and I want because I was like, you will not believe what I just, you know, <laughs> you just won't. So I called the chaplain, and the, well, when I woke up, I called the chaplain, and he he says he's a he's a he's a born again Christian, but he didn't believe me. He says, "Oh, Ruben, all that was was the." Additives that they they gave you you were coming down off of them you must have just had like you know uh uh um uh, i forgot, I forgot the word mm-hmm. uh, um hallucination some, some uh yeah, hallucination and and, and just you had these thoughts in your mind that were that were submerged in your subconscious and they just came out because of the you know, so I said, No, no, nah, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And this mind you this just happened a couple of weeks ago and then I I just you know, like hmm. I I uh I don't have a church home so I I I started just looking up stuff in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the bible and and mm-hmm. and you know i started finding god allowed some people to see angels mm-hmm. in the bible mm-hmm. um ezekiel for example mm-hmm. um, daniel i, I forgot yeah, Daniel. I forgot what 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 mm-hmm. chapter. This one's really spoke to me. Ezekiel, Ezekiel was shown.
2: He was shown through this vision of the temple by uh, an angel who that came and took he him got, on a little a little tour, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. And, and then Daniel took, course, had angels come them. to him and all. Let Let me before we run out of time. Let Let me just. Uh, let me just say that I, I know what you're talking about in a way because I, I, during my illness as well, I often was crying out to the Lord and mm-hmm. and and saying, God, you know, where are you? You know, just keep me. You know, and, and there, in these times of suffering and difficulty, mm-hmm. there, uh, I, I not not I don't really know what to make of the actual experience itself. Uh, I don't it doesn't sound to me like you're making anything like it's not like you're trying to form a new religion or anything. You're just trying to say, OK, Lord, how might you have used this or what what may have you you may have been telling me in this particular moment. Mm-hmm. But that it's just an example, I think, of some of the positive results that suffering can sometimes produce in us mm-hmm. suffering and difficulties of life. Uh, we think of them as negative, of course, particularly while we're going through them. Mm-hmm. But then they can have some very good benefits for our life as well. And, and maybe you put your finger on some of them that uh, you know they make us they make us turn to God. You know, sometimes in our, in our right. desperation. And, yeah.
1: Prime soil for him to deposit more revelation of himself. In other words, you're yeah. we in a beautiful position to be able to receive his just absolute yes. glory. Maybe a little more teachable. Yeah, and, and, his, and, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and his salvation. I mean, uh, I think I remember one time my son was on a raft in the middle of a deep end of a pool, and he couldn't, he was like two years old and he knew he was in trouble i mean i mean he knew he was physically in a bad spot and uh-huh. did not fall from that raft and he uh, was crying and crying and i and i and i found him and i realized and i jumped in and i got him and he was just mommy you saved me you saved <laughs> me and it was so it was so sweet uh-huh. and i i think that that's often where god loves to showcase himself and his angels and surrounding us is when we're in a position to really be able to say Without a shadow of a doubt, you saved me. You saved me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and maybe that's kind yes. of where you were.
4: Yeah. Yes. And really quick, really, really, uh, sure. just the last, last mm-hmm. uh, words. You know, uh, you hit, you hit it, you hit the nail right on the head when he said, "God was was trying to say, you know, say save me mm-hmm. and deposit something in the soil of my heart." Mm-hmm. You know, because I've been, I've been, I've been. Fighting with my with my Christianity, you know, uh, because of things that are going on, and, and the enemy has tried to take me out, like literally take me out. But mm. I know that God allowed me to see this and allowed me to 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 because He one He wants me to tell people that He is real and His angels are real. Mm-hmm. Two. That, that evil spirits and demonic spirits are real and they do exist. Mm-hmm. Three, and they are after us. But four, that God exists. Mm-hmm. And you, you greater. were right when he said that, yeah, he is greater. And, and, and I know that God told me, Reuben, he said, don't, don't forget that I love you and you are, you are loved and I have forgiven you mm-hmm. and you are. You are saved, mm-hmm. and you. I still I still
2: call you son. And he's not going to let you go either. Yeah, he's for you. No, he will call out you. the armies hey.
1: for you. Thank anyway, you for calling anyway, in, my friend.
2: Thank, thank you very much. That was yeah. a very, very okay. encouraging. I want to give you—don't uh, uh, hang up, though, because I, I want John to take your phone number down. And I have a, in my hand a set of books called God Understands and it's a comfort and hope from the scriptures uh for every kind of life situation that you might face difficulties challenges disappointments victories and uh, it's a great scriptural reference that I hope that you can use could you would you mind if great. I g- gift that to you and uh John is oh, going to take yeah. down you'll have to come by the station the KSLR station okay. to pick it up but it'll be at the uh, at the re- uh, desk at the um
4: at the front desk? Upstairs? Yeah, at the front desk. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he'll, get, he'll, get, he'll give me the address and everything? Uh-huh, yeah.
2: yeah, you'll get the address. Okay. Or you can look it up on, on, online, I guess, too. KSLR, KSLR Radio. And John okay. is going to take down your name and your phone number, and they'll use your phone number to identify your gift, okay? Okay. Thank okay, you, Sophie, Ruben, Thank, for, thank you so much. appreciate you calling me. Have a good evening. Here. Thank you. Yes, you thank you. Bye. Uh, don't hang up now, all right? Don't hang up.
1: <laughs> John will get you.
2: He hung up. <laughs> Reuben, if you're listening to
1: the call Well, we'll get him call, back. Call somehow back or other, and, we'll yes.
2: get, we'll, maybe he'll call back. Um, uh, so
1: many things in there that remind that just with scripture, the horses, boy, I love, for me, I love any reference with horses. I yeah. think that's probably Reuben. Um, you know, what's interesting, though, is it also, sure. remember with, e- with Egypt, how that was one of the things. They were not to return to Egypt because of... And it had to do with the, arm, the horses, yes, right? Yes, exactly. The, and uh, I just think yeah, that fair. it's within context... Uh, there is an appropriate place and an appropriate for all things. And, boy, I could just see heaven filled with these glorious animals. Well, yeah,
2: Revelation <laughs> opens with this vision right. of, of Jesus yeah. returning on a horse. Oh, there's our music. Well, our first segment has got behind us now. We'll leave the book of Job behind us now for our consideration. Uh, God answers in those final chapters, but he answers by asking questions from the natural world that Job cannot answer. And he says, if you can't answer these comparatively easy questions about the world we live in, how could he expect to understand the moral, spiritual world and all of the elements that go into that? Now, it doesn't mean we're clueless. We can ask, and God will reveal certain things. We do know some things, but we have to, in the end, in many cases, just give in to his wisdom and rest in peace and trust and faith in him. And we always come out learning something. The Bible Live will return in just a few minutes. Don't go away. This is The Bible
0: Live with Soapy Dollar.
3: In every In every, purpose, you under you. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plan, a time to read,
2: a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to have a time to be time to heal. I'm I'm glad mm-hmm. of that. There's a time <laughs> right. to heal as well. Having just come back from a uh, <clears throat> Some days of illness with the COVID and all. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful song. Some of you may recognize it. I don't know when that was. 60s? 1966. 1966. Birds. The Birds. I remember that. Uh, yeah. I think, I
4: think it was Pete Seeger that arranged it. <clears throat> and I don't only
2: do that, but I believe I heard that. Well, I, it's so curious to me because it, it is such, it, it, it really uh, went on mainline radio, it became a, oh a hit of, by itself, and I, I'm guessing a lot Absolutely. of folks didn't even know it was right from the Scriptures, <laughs> quoting from the book of Ecclesiastes uh, that we're beginning our consideration of now. We read the entire book of Ecclesiastes uh, this past week on Tuesday and Wednesday evening. Uh, if you wanted to go back, at, you can do that at our website, The Bible Live. Or just Bible Live. Either one will get you to the website, The Bible Live. And you can go and uh, listen to last week's readings or, you know, three months ago readings from whatever book you might like. But uh, this uh, right there on the opening page, when you go to thebiblelive.com, you'll find there are are five readings for this coming week. uh, April, what is it, 25th through... Twenty 29th July. or something, right? Mm-hmm. July, July. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm it's missing right. a few months or something. Yeah. Uh, but you'll find those there. And then the, the the reading for today is right there on the front, so you can click on it as well uh, for any particular day of the week. So uh, go there, and uh, if you'd like to hear uh, these great passages, particularly the book of Ecclesiastes, I think it's extremely interesting to listen to because uh, it is, Ecclesiastes, of course, is written uh, by Solomon. Solomon, mm-hmm. and, and of all the people in the Bible, Solomon is such an interesting mm-hmm. individual because, as most people know, the the, the wisdom of Solomon, the, the much vaunted, and and we we talk about it in the scriptures. The, he asked God for wisdom to rule his people as a young man, when he was taking uh, the, the throne from his father David, uh, he asked God for wisdom. God says, you didn't ask for riches, you didn't ask for this long life or whatever, but I'm going to give those to you as well, and so uh, uh, but but you're going to give wisdom, and, and then we have that story uh, what's that story that he uses the as baby. an illustrating mm-hmm. The baby? Yes, the, yes, yes mm-hmm. the, the two ribbon. moms mm-hmm. that, that come fighting over a baby, one mm-hmm. of them uh, had lost their child, and one was left, and so they were both saying the child was theirs. And in and, and Solomon, and this, it's just such a simple but very powerful little vignette there. Of he, he, he says, "Oh well, divide the baby, divide the child in two, and give one half to each." And it. it <laughs> the woman who was not the mom said well that's good that sounds fair <laughs> but the other the, the the real mother said oh no 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 give it to her you know and, oh. and based on that wisdom uh, right. in a sense uh we have this example but and so uh he, Solomon wrote it but then and he, and he may have begun well in his early years on he was 40 years ruling over Israel and the in ended the, in the uh the greatest time of Israel's wealth and prosperity and and influence, the golden age of the nation uh, under David and Solomon, and but he pretty much ran it into the ground. Mm. Um, a lot of things. Well, if you if you want to put this in socioeconomics uh, verbiage uh, or political verbiage, uh, you know he went he went. He went hard left. You know, he was a big, big central government, big state, you know, building projects. Of course, he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. And so he had to build temples and palaces for all of them. And so it was it was huge government gone amok and it ran the nation into uh, debt. And uh, in so many ways, in so many different ways. And so that after Solomon is when the kingdom divided in 722 B.C., Judah in the south, while the ten northern tribes uh, went off on their own, uh, rebelling against uh, the house of David in that particular case. So uh, we have this interesting person, Solomon, who started off well with a lot of promise and potential, then went into a, an era, a time in his life when, when uh, he tries all, everything. He had money, he had wealth, he had women, he had everything that I guess that you would, some of us think, all the toys that life mm-hmm. can give you. And, and he, he ends up writing this book. The theme of the book is um, everything, life is meaningless,
3: mm-hmm.
2: empty. Without purpose, life, the meaninglessness of life. And chasing one me. of the phrases that he uses often to describe the futility of life without God is, he says, it's like chasing the wind. You, you, you can try everything, and he did. He tried everything, and yet life lived apart from God. And so there are parts of the book of Ecclesiastes that are very almost discouraging, very... Um, yeah. Difficult to read, and and just his honors rendering. I think of his uh, of the the meaningless, the purposelessness of life, um, the emptiness of it, and its experiences. But you have to interpret and know what he's saying is that the emptiness, the meaninglessness uh, of life, without God, trying to live it without God. And uh, I, I think it is a very rich book, very interesting for us to um read and and I think in our particular era it's in an in, interesting book in Ecclesiastes eight for example, Solomon describes the contradiction of uh, he was in his culture where good people were often suffering great hardship and difficulty while while the wicked the, you know the powerful the elite, the rich, those who could live above. Uh, the others, and so who made the rules but didn't have to keep the rules, uh, they often seem to prosper here on earth. And of course, we've we've seen more than a little of our share of that in in mm-hmm. human governance and in human life. And uh, the idea—it's <clears throat> so interesting—in Ecclesiastes eight, Solomon he describes this contradiction: good people suffering, almost like Job. And then he, but but while wicked people seem to prosper, and in light of this earthly reality, what is his solution? Okay, I'll, I'll give you that as a question. Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter eight verse fifteen. In in light of that contradiction, the good people suffering while while the wicked seem to prosper, what is the solution that Solomon comes up with in Ecclesiastes chapter eight? verse 15 if you'd like to give us a call 210 340 9585 210 340 9585 that's the question i'll put out there what was uh it, it may surprise you a little bit mm-hmm. the solution that solomon recommends <laughs> there for that uh, but it's something especially we could given, toss around. Yeah,
1: especially given that he opened it with vanity. It's all vanity. Vanity, <laughs> you know, that he vanity, then, <laughs>
2: all is vanity. Yeah, it's, it's all meaningless, purposely, futile. <laughs> and, uh, yet,
1: uh, and yet kind of this sort of, I guess the reason it's a little bit surprising is because you would think it would be a little more, heaven, um, a little more, uh, sophisticated, but it's it's yeah, not. It's yeah, very practical, I, I mean, actually. M-
2: more like spiritual, you know, <laughs> right? Trust God more, you know. Right. Uh, but it's yeah. m- kind of leans toward the kind of a practical
1: yeah application does. in a way. And uh, I think I've always thought Ecclesiastes is interesting, and Solomon in particular, because you know you would think of you know maybe it's because um, would he have been so you know, um, forlorn? Would he have been so desperate? Would he have been so, uh, kind of sad, I guess, really you get that sense of sort of a desa- a sadness, um, a depression. If he wasn't so wise, you kind of wonder in a way, um, wisdom in and of itself kind of reminds me of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in, in a way. Um, It wasn't necessarily just the knowledge of good and evil because even Jesus, you know, Jesus knew of good and evil, but it was what was done with that knowledge. It was the experience of evil that uh, maybe that that really did us that did us in. (laughs) That (laughs) That,
2: is so fascinating that you say that because I've often thought. We have this idea in our minds for young people, for example. Oh, he's got to sow; she's got to sow her wild oats. Let him go out there and learn. And Mm -hmm. and 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 Solomon does talk about youth and Mm -hmm. and and going out and and enjoying your youth and celebrating your youth and energy and dynamic and so on. But within the confines of of honoring, remember though he says in the long term. Y- y- you need to be trusting and walking with God because remember you're going to be held responsible mm-hmm. for the way you live. But we have this idea of s- sowing wild oats, with the idea in some way or other that we learn more, we learn more about good and evil from sometimes even choosing evils, making mm-hmm. mistakes. Mm-hmm. Now there's no doubt about the fact that we all have learned from mistakes, and we right. have to learn from mistakes. From and you time even to time. kind
1: of get that sense from Solomon <clears> that he comes through it wiser having experienced the meaninglessness and yes, realizing do. that only can be found in christ oh or, yeah I those mean, final in, in, in
2: that relationship with uh-huh. god through christ yeah, they, 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 yeah and that's why you come to chapter 12 and Remember now, thy Creator in the times mm-hmm. of thy youth, mm-hmm. while the evil mm-hmm. days come not, and the times come when you you have no pleasure in life, and so it, it's just beautiful, yeah. and so he comes all the way full circle back to trusting in god but the the, the idea though that is that that y- you learn more from about good and evil about ch- by making mistakes mm-hmm. and, and I got to think about that one time we we kind of almost think that's and it is a little bit of a comforting thought once you've made a mistake, you know, right. and, you, if and you survived it. When,
1: when we make you, a mistake,
2: yeah, yeah, When if I said if did I say if? <laughs> I think so. Oh my <laughs> goodness! But when you make, but the point is, is that uh, then I thought of Jesus, mm-hmm. who at, the never perfect man mistake. of God never made a mistake, never. And I don't mean that when I say that we talk about Jesus was sinless. You know, and, and I, I know what that means. I was talking to a, uh, a friend of mine today. In fact, uh, uh, by the way, I got to remember to talk a little yes. bit about, about Jacob uh, here on the program. That we, Jacob and I were talking a little bit about Jesus, the Messiah, the role that the Messiah, what that meant. He never, he was sinless, uh, in, in a con, in, in a complete contextual way, is that. He kept every one of God's laws, mm-hmm. every single one of the laws of God. Not only the Ten Commandments, but you know all the. All the, he kept the ten. He kept the laws of God. Now we we do have a, a little bit of an era we run into in the New Testament where it talks about you know God's law that that. That Christ, the work of the Messiah, has has set us free from the law. We have the idea that the law of God is no longer relevant, uh, or you know, no longer relevant, no longer important, no for us and that's not what Paul is saying of course he we're freed from the consequence of the of the law if we see the law as a means to coming into a relationship with god or or earning a relationship with god then it is we are freed from the condemnation that the law brings but, uh, but through christ it doesn't destroy the law he fulfilled the law and now for the first time we are we have the capability by the power of the spirit within us to To obey God's Amen. laws and to uh, live out mm-hmm. the laws of God themselves. So it's a little bit of, we've got to be careful there when we talk and, about for, for the ver- laws ver- of God are versus, passe, per- they're for- something we don't, no longer important. Now we have, for the first time through the work of, the atoning work right. of the Messiah right. and the work of the indwelling work and power of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit mm-hmm. we have the ability to actually keep God's laws mm-hmm. and live as he would right. we would want. So it's right. a it's a very important principle that comes through here, but um, we did have a, a call out, a, a question out there i don 't know if maybe this person's trying to answer our our call oh but I, I know this lady very well very well we've got to bring i do, <laughs> I do. this is my sister in law my dear dear sister in law mm-hmm. Oh, uh, welcome since, back, Shelby and
3: Stacy. Thank you. Since your sisters,
2: your your three sisters are not on on the phone with us, I'll say you're my favorite sister-in-law.
3: Exactly that's <laughs> that's the way that's the way we play that game, family right. game.
2: So good yes. to hear from you, Janice. I wonder oh, if you yes. can, I wonder if you can answer a uh, question from the Book of Ecclesiastes for well, yes, us. Yes,
3: I surely can because you told me right where the answer was. I did, and, didn't I? <laughs> It, it, like don't Stacey. you
2: find don't you find that a little bit? That's <laughs> yes. that's a curious answer to the to a question, isn't it?
3: It it, it is. It really is. And like Stacy, I thought I couldn't remember, and I thought, oh yes. As soon as I read that, I said yes, I remember that. And mm-hmm. like Stacy, I thought it would be more sophisticated and more uh, religious quote, quotation marks religious. <laughs> but yes. The well, answer is. <laughs> okay,
2: let me, let me ask the question again. Yeah, okay, in, yeah. in Ecclesiastes 8, Solomon describes the contradiction, the conflict that kind of arises in our minds when good people suffer while the wicked seem to prosper here on earth. And in light of this earthly reality, his solution is to do what?
3: To eat, drink, and be merry. <laughs> For tomorrow, correct
2: for tomorrow. Yes, for, <laughs> and don't we usually end that statement? I don't know if it's. It, it, does it end by saying for tomorrow we may die? For tomorrow we may die. I didn't.
3: Yeah, I I quit right there because I, that's not in the Bible. But yes, that's where I've heard
2: it. <laughs> that, and, yeah, that's that's. I didn't um, think it was in the Bible, but I find that so <laughs> curious that. But, but but now you know. Let me let me say this, Jen. It's just maybe you would have something you could comment on as well. Um, no hard questions, please no no, no, no <laughs> hard questions. Uh, not for you. This woman has read through the Bible every year for twenty plus years, I think, uh, and I, and I, I just love her to death yeah. and it's, it, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I stand in awe in, in some awe. ways I really do that 's just wonderful but the the point here about uh, solomon here and and the answer to that question, I found it so interesting that after i 've been through this. Uh, this, uh, you know, I've been through a, a little bit of an illness here with COVID. It hit me pretty hard, and I, yes. I got hit, and so consequences. And it, it was it was pretty. It, it led me out a little bit, but I kind of do understand now about the therapy of of doing just the simple, joyful pleasures of life. Are mm-hmm. You know, not while partying. You know, but but just enjoying the simple, wonderful things. Exactly. Like the other night, mm-hmm. the other night we had, uh, you know. Uh, and I'm, I'm getting better. I'm improving all. But uh, uh, Stacy came over and uh, the, her family and and her brother, our, you know, Sean came over and we were at the house and, and and we decided to sit down and play a board game. Catan. At Catan at the at the. Ch- and I I was so refreshed. Well, that's because so you were refreshed. winning. I, I thought I was going to win. You know, I didn't actually win in oh, the end. But still, I know. Sean is the Catan sh- champion of the world, I think.
3: I can imagine Sean being the champion. Yeah, yeah he's very man, good at that. Yeah.
2: But, but it was the simple a simple pleasure of friendship of family of, mm-hmm. of 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 a nice you know meal that we shared together and laughter it, those simple pleasures of life can actually be very therapeutic
3: That is exactly right. And when you're very ill or very stressed Mm -hmm. or very troubled, life is reduced to the simple pleasures Mm -hmm. of staying alive, eating Mm -hmm. and drinking and trying to make yourself Mm -hmm. happy. And with family, (laughs) that is an excellent way. Mm -hmm. And another way, regardless of what's going on, stay in the word. Mm -hmm. And you may not want to, but don't listen to stay in the word Mm -hmm. and stay in prayer.
2: You Absolutely. know, while I was uh, while I was ill, I received Janice a lot of phone calls and texts and emails and messages of encouragement, and I am so grateful mm-hmm. for all of them. One uh, fellow is a, a guy I I, I I discipled here in San Antonio maybe twenty five years ago. He was in a discipleship uh-huh. group of I that I had, and and was uh, he's gone on now. He's a professional. Um, a, a psychological therapist and counselor and so on. Oh, And he right. called and, and he talked Appreciate. to me and he said, one of the simplest idea his mother had taught him about when there, when he was ill and when there was uh, maybe depression or depressor or hopeless and, and, and feeling that he would, she said, just, just start saying the Lord's prayer. Mm-hmm. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Mm-hmm. And and, and uh, he told me this. Steve did, and, and we talked for a while and visited. And and you know what? I for the last week I've been kind of doing that as I as I rest and meditate and just talk to the Lord. As you said, stay in prayer, stay in prayer, connected. And I and even using the Lord's prayer. there. And it was incredibly therapeutic. I, I mean, what you said: stay in the Word, keep reminding yourself of the Scriptures, stay in contact mm-hmm. with God. Um,
3: Oh, uh, great wise so, counsel and, and another thing i know that you have memorized scripture from the time you were a lad yes. at, at the boys ranch and 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 more and won a lot of awards for it and what those those scriptures come back to you mm-hmm. when you need it they in sure time do. Of trouble. yes maybe you can't open the bible but you can you can say the Bible. You can re- mm-hmm. recite the Bible by memory. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's exactly another. Right. Um, or, or you, you can, can go to remember.
2: the. Or you can go to the Bible Live. <laughs>
1: there
3: you go. Thebiblelive.com,
2: and, <laughs> and I'll read your Bible to you. Well, <laughs> I love,
3: Absolutely,
1: I love what, <laughs> Okay, I love what Dad always says about Jesus. You when when you squeeze Jesus, our quotation, a scripture of the
2: of the Hebrew scriptures, over and over um, again. Yeah.
1: Oh. It, uh, uh, Janice,
2: thanks for calling all the (laughs) way from Big Old Amarillo, Texas.
1: (laughs)
3: Yes, come see us up here, and I can hardly wait to tune in tonight. You have to do do (laughs) an
2: advertisement for Paladura Canyon in the in the play, Texas, right? Yes, uh, it ends in
3: about three weeks now. It it ends ends in three weeks, three
2: more weeks, folks, to see the play, Texas. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you, my dear sister-in-law.
1: It's, I love too. you
2: both. Thank I you. Love you.
1: you love you, too.
2: So good to hear from oh, Janice. She do. is such a woman of God. And, yeah. and what a life. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's she's not a spring chicken. I'll just put it that way. She's... But, boy, she's full of Talk energy about and enthusiasm. And wisdom. Yes. Talk about
1: wisdom, the wisdom of Solomon. I see that in Aunt Janice.
2: <laughs> Without a doubt. Well, I was going to mention my friend Jacob, uh, and I, I want to mention uh, our my former sidekick here on the program for about five years, uh, a Jewish gentleman named Jacob Farrar. And he has written his book, if some of you uh, would like to know. Jacob also, also he's... He's Jewish, yeah, Hebrew background, Hebrew scholar, and he was able to. He's one of the few uh, Hebrew kind of scholar and uh, a lawyer by by training and and, and uh, education, but he took that great intellect of his and he applied it in uh, his understanding of Hebrew, and he took that and read the New Testament. And wow, was he a great encouragement to me in so many ways personally and to many of our listeners as you heard his uh, his insights from the New Testament. Because remember, the New Testament is people out of the Jewish culture, the Jewish language, and, and so on, and, and out of the Jewish history. And so he uh, has given us so much wisdom and encouragement. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to... Um, I wanted to make sure that people know that Jim's book has been written now. My it's in its very fall. final stages. It will be uh, available for you to pick up a copy mm-hmm. here in San Antonio if you'd like to get a copy of it. it, it it's called uh, A Jew Un.
1: Un, ve, un, uh, what, you told me before. Conceals. Unconceals.
2: Unconceals the Gospel. A Jew unconceals the Gospel. And it's a great, great book. It'll be a great read and encouragement to anyone, anyone who picks it up and reads it. So uh, that book will be coming out pretty soon. We will let you know when and how you can get a copy of it, of course, uh, just for um, uh, our old friend, and many of you have fond memories too of talking with Jim and asking questions about some of these uh, aspects of the Scriptures that that come particularly with a, with a Jewish uh, understanding and, a, and an understanding of the Hebrew background and so on, that they, they give add so much color and reality to the Scriptures for us. So now we've discussed uh, during this program, we've finished out our considerations on the book of Job, Uh, We've talked about Ecclesiastes. I I love the final chapters of the book of Ecclesiastes where uh, uh, he, he comes back and says, Remember the Creator. Those final chapters, 10, 11, and 12, are so powerful with the great wisdom that he's earned through life. Solomon finally comes back and says, remember that to, to honor God, to love God to yourself. We'll come back. The Bible Live will be back for our final segment in just a couple of minutes. So don't you go anywhere, all right?
3: You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar.
2: Day from long time ago. Edwin, Edwin Hawkins. Edwin Hawkins. Uh, Edwin Hawkins Singers or something like that. Yeah. You know. oh, wow, that was um, early 70s, well, or lower, yeah. even like 69. Maybe. Long time ago. Next thing you know, we'll be singing It Only Takes a Spark to Make a Fire and Grow. Pass I mean, it on. Pass it on. Mm-hmm. Well, all of those old so songs are great. I've, 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 so if we don't show, uh, pass it on, that's one of those songs you hear at camp. <clears> at, yeah. At Christian camps. I think it was written at a camp. It came from a movie, a Billy Graham movie, oh. and, and they actually were singing it in the movie a, at a camp scene. I, That's if where I remember I singing it was a church hymn. Yeah. Well, we are back. This is Soapy Dollar. Stacy has left the building, you know, as Elvis ah. they left the building. Well, Stacy um, <laughs> is uh, with her baby daughter, Ellie, just uh, what? Sixteen, seventeen weeks old now, and uh, and uh, so she's n- nursing the baby, and uh, that grandma's been holding and taking care of while we've been on the air, and so she's uh, uh, now Stacy uh, uh, Ellie, Stacy's daughter, has already made her radio debut <laughs> about I don't know how was it a number of weeks yes. ago uh, crying. Oh, Stacy called in on on was doing the program by by probably telephone by telephone. Yeah, something. and uh you this is
1: the first
2: time you've, have I've been, been I've been back days. in four, four 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 Sundays, right? Yeah, something, something,
0: something
2: like, like that. that. Yeah. So probably back in June. <clears throat> yeah. But the the baby uh cried out and <laughs> or something during uh, while nursing it, and I heard uh heard heard Ellie for the first time on the radio. Uh, so we, we've we already considered that's going to be her life's career <laughs> on the radio. Well, we are back. We are here, here for our final segment of uh, the Bible Live broadcast. And we're going to go make a jump uh, in, j- in just a second from the Old Testament, the Hebrew Scriptures, the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, with all of its um, a, a little bit more uh, philosophical in nature Um uh, the word Ecclesiastes means the preacher. Uh, I think the, uh, a kohoth or something like that. I, I'm trying to remember the the word in uh, koheleth, koheleth. I believe it's the word in Hebrew itself. And, um, wow, that was quick. You're back. Yeah, you. oh, wonderful. Wow. <clears throat> well, I would just uh, kind of re. re- putting together our finishing comments about Ecclesiastes. I don't know if there's something you might want to add about that or not, but then we come into the Song of Songs. And just so that as we make our way here on Sunday evening, we kinda of discuss every book of the Bible that we've gone through that you can that we read through every year uh, we kind of discuss the high points. That we give you some sense of the context, the historical context, the time of the writing, the the author, what was going on in the world at that time, and give you a kind of an overview, if, if we can, of uh, of uh, of the chapters that we read. And uh, sometimes it's very difficult. Uh, sometimes it's a, it's a little easier. I think Ecclesiastes was fairly. Um, Easy, it's it's very complex and difficult, and it is indeed quite philosophic, more than theological, because of, of I suppose Solomon's experience itself. But uh, we we just gleaned so much from him who had who was given so much potential, so much,
1: very
2: you know, wealth and influence and everything. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. Did I said you're down. back in the room, but I didn't
1: mic me up. I didn't <laughs> you up. That's right. um, it's very relatable, Ecclesiastes, um, especially, I mean, if you think of. I mean, especially as an American, you know, as a living in, you know, this time and we've been given so much and uh, have been blessed so much. And yet I think
2: we very much to be going south, you know, And we we very
1: much can understand Mm -hmm. being given so much. And still, if it's not done to the glory of God, if it's not that that meaning, you know, the meaning is is very elusive. Um, It's precarious, you know, it's uh, you to really I always think of Peter keeping his eyes on Jesus. And, you know, he is Mm -hmm. walking on water. But boy, he had to keep his eyes on Jesus. And the moment that you begin to sink, and I think that that's kind of the way that uh, Solomon was experiencing life. All these things, I mean, he is walking on water. But as soon as he starts to assign meaning to those things, as opposed to the Creator, he just starts to sink into a depression, into an, you know, a, and, and it's, it's hard. I mean, who mm-hmm. of us has not experienced that? I mean, that's that's just so human. Yeah.
2: But on the upside of that, too, then he comes back with this, yes. th- mm-hmm. this enjoyment, this celebration of the simple, pure right. pleasures of life. Yeah. The, the,
4: well, Fun, family,
2: yeah. food, good food together, sharing, mm-hmm. uh, th- just the simple pleasures, nature, the beauty of nature, a right. uh, wonderful breeze. Or, you it know, kind
1: of reminds me of Psalm <laughs> and of David's writing and, uh, and even Psalm 102 and 103, but that kind of, I, that sense of, um, I mean, we, once you do realize we are not in control. I mean, it it got that, that God is, God is in control. He What's that movie Rudy? The the, Rudy?
2: the 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 priest, Rudy goes to the priest. Right. Yeah. Rudy's a football player at yeah. Notre Dame. He goes Jacob. to the priest, and the priest says, uh, "Only two things I know: there is a God, and oh, I'm, I'm not, not him." him. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. I forgot that that was <laughs> in the Rudy. Yeah. Uh, yes, and uh, and it, it, that there that it really life does become a lot more simple and we really can live out uh, with a lot more gratitude um, just because you can just appreciate the things that we have oftentimes have nothing to do with what we have achieved or our you know ability to manipulate or what it is just it's a gift it is a gift from your creator yeah, and uh, and that we can be simply grateful
2: and I think that's what Ecclesiastes, that's what Solomon says, particularly to young people, mm-hmm. to celebrate, enjoy. Yeah, life, you know. Uh, I, I think sometimes Christians are, we are seen a little bit sometimes, and sometimes maybe we reflect on, on our God in this way too, that God is this, this harsh. Stern God, who's out there just looking for somebody to have fun so he can stamp them out. You know, no, no fun here. And sometimes I think, as believers, as Christians, oh, there is a, the serious nature of life. No one's denying that, of course. But the idea of of enjoying and encouraging the enjoyment of the simple pure mm-hmm. uh legitimate pleasures of life uh, that God has given us and and uh, that's one thing i i I like that about Ecclesiastes uh solomon uh that is his recommendation if you look in chapter twelve in particular uh t- he talks to young people mm-hmm. he is ta- it's a it's a book written uh with a lot with a youth in mind and he talks to them about enjoying life and and adventure and mm-hmm. challenges and doing things and Going places and and so on. There is a time for that, and, and but always to remember that we are accountable before God. Mm-hmm. For, I love that
1: uh, you have that Ecclesiastes ten ten. When is it useless to charm a snake? And it's <laughs> yeah. after it bites you. That also kind of reminds me a little bit of some. Of of youth, you know. Don't keep trying to charm that same snake if it's bitten you. <laughs> run Just over it's, and again. It's done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I thought that was
2: interesting. <clears throat> it's useless to charm a snake after it's bitten you. Yeah, what was that? It was that that was Ecclesiastes, huh? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> good old Solomon. Oh, oh, good old Solomon. Well, let's go. Let's let's, let's run quickly. Uh, let's talk quickly about Song of Songs. Yeah. Uh, this is a. a, a a short little book, but it's basically just a celebration of romance. You know, it's it's just. I, I, in fact, as I heard earlier, as a youngster, that the book of the Song of Songs was there, there were there was there was some debate about whether it should be part of the Bible because uh-huh. it, it's it, it's not particularly graphic in any in any terrible sense, but it is pretty. Pretty graphic about the uh, love between a young man and a, and a girl it's girlfriend boyfriend girlfriend and and and, and their caresses and they're growing in romance and it, it is uh it, it but it's a very interesting book in, in that it takes on uh human uh, love and, and sexuality even and it talks about not uh, awakening sexuality until the right time, and the right time, of course, being marriage. Mm-hmm. And this, and the and the book itself is a story of their romance, the love between the young girl and mm-hmm. the man, the mm-hmm. groom, and and in, and the women of the village. It's it's kind of set as a play, mm-hmm. almost. You can uh, uh, see a play. Well women of the other village speak here and here's the right. the, the groom speaks here, here yeah. the bride speaks here you know, and it's very very i I like it an awful lot it, it's very good and very encouraging and but it has that that primary principle one of the the lessons of the book is that that love in the meaning of sexuality at least love is not to be awakened until the time is right and that time is within, for for everyone's benefit, for the couples, for others. There's so many good reasons that are given in scripture for a love uh, should be within the confines uh, of marriage where, the, where an, the children are protected it, and, and there's- There there's, is
1: an irony though hmm? in that. I mean, in, in, I, I just think it's so awesome. <laughs> That there, I mean that it does. Though tackle the tackles it tackles tackles sexuality and relationships and love mm-hmm. and in particular eros love yeah. though and um, I mean it's it just says something about the book. It, I don't think it could be a. a really good I don't know if good is the word it could be a a thorough a helpful Mm -hmm. a well-rounded book if it doesn't
2: (laughs) comment somewhere of course it's not the only place there are other places but most of the other places most of the other places (laughs) are are bad examples uh, you know, right. like Cor- in Corinth, you right. know, where they were right. warned again. And some of the things that happened in, right. with, the, with Israel in the wilderness so, and trouble, so on.
1: You as trouble, <laughs> as something that is a, not to be celebrated. But I love that in this way it is absolutely celebrated. And beautiful. And it, beautiful. Yeah. And then it's a, but it is a little bit, you know, it, it's not to be awakened um, until the time is right and that time is marriage. And so Solomon just... Married everybody, yeah. <laughs> evidently.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like, well, <laughs> yeah, the, do what I say, don't what I do, right. I suppose, would be his refrain for that. I don't know
1: if he um, got that charm, uh, useless to charm oh, a snake. Until, uh, <laughs> I don't know if he...
2: Maybe this is one of those lessons he learned right, by making exactly. the mistake a thousand times. I, I don't know. But that's, that is a primary lesson from the book, uh, The Song of Songs. And, of course, I love... Uh, uh, a companion book that might kind of go along with this would be the book of Ruth, the simple uh-huh. sweet love story between right. Boaz and Ruth right. and how yes, that developed. Yes. And it turned out to be a great blessing as well. Well, let's move to Galatians. This is one of my sweet wife's favorite books because uh-huh. she gets some, a great lesson out of it and sees something very, very important uh, books in in the uh, epistle of the Galatians, to the Galatians. Now, Galatia is not a city like, for example, Ephesus or Corinth or cities, Thessalonica. Uh, Galatia is a region of what was then called Asia. Uh, I guess it's probably uh, Western Turkey now, I believe is what uh, we can do, part of Galatia. Um, it was a Roman province, an entire province. Uh, in the nation of turkey uh today uh, geographically and uh paul here it the, it is called sometimes the book of romans light um i don't know which he wrote first i'd have to check the dates on those uh maybe galatians was his outline in his warm-up and in romans was his completed you know history <laughs> right. of uh, theology or uh of christianity and so on but um But Paul wrote the book of uh, Galatians. It's a little difficult to date because of questions about what specific group of Galatians Paul was writing to. Uh, There is some uncertainty about the date uh, of this letter uh, because it was written after Paul's visit to Rome. Remember, he came back, I think, uh, Corinth and went to Rome. Written as a, a past event galatians two one through eleven mentioned in the past, so it has to be after that trip back to Rome. I think that 's when he took that that uh, Jew, uh, that uh, Jewish ritual he went through the Jewish ritual with some of his followers there' some young younger believers um, but given there's some style something about the style of the scriptures and the topics the the similarities with Rome. Uh, it is thought that he might have written the letter during the stay in Corinth uh, instead of after he had left and gone to jerusalem so it 's a little hard to date, but it is it, its relationship to Romans is that it is very very thorough theologically, not as thorough as romans uh-huh. we, we We talked about the book of Romans just a few weeks ago. Uh, how complete a, a, and thorough a theological or doctrinal presentation the great apostle Paul gives. He's, he's, he's coming out of that that Hebrew-Jewish background and understanding of the, the laws of God and the place of the laws of God, and, and he comes to know and meet the Messiah, and, and not only is his whole life transformed, but his understanding of God and God's Word and God's redemptive plan just is so enriched, and that's what he unleashes in his writings, in his letters to Corinth and all these other places as well, uh, and to Galatia, we'll look at that, but he had never been to Rome, so in in the book of Romans, uh, 16 chapters, he he lays out the most complete uh, presentation we have, uh, I think, of of, uh, kind of the... Starting even kind of pre-Mosaic, pre-Abrahamic, he he talks about, you know, pagan men in history and cultures and people who only have general revelation mm-hmm. to go on, nature and so on. Um, he talks about that, and he brings it up to date to the time of, of the presentation of the law, Moses, and what God was revealing more and more of himself, and then finally, uh, in, in light of the Messiah. And, and, but in Galatians as well, uh, Paul covers these topics. But his great, uh, his great concern in the book of Galatians were the something called Judaizers. Mm-hmm. And maybe, <clears throat> maybe we should put that as a question. If any of our listeners would like to call in and talk a little bit about about what the idea of Judaizers is, but I, I think our time is getting away. Uh, What what do you you want to make something of that at at all, Stacy? Paul, talking. I I addressed it a little bit a while ago, talking about
1: sure. You mean uh, the support of salvation by faith?
2: Yeah, and the whole idea of the the place of the law. Right. We have a tendency in our culture, and because of our uh, a gentile and and kind of a Christian in the religious sense, Christian Mm -hmm. Christianity uh, that we kinda of have a tendency to take some of the statements about faith right. that 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 now right. is done away with the law. The law is no longer relevant, no right. longer important, no longer mm-hmm. to us and not nothing nothing important at all, and yet it's still a reflection of the character of God, right, and absolutely it's still... necessary. That's part... It's not a means to our salvation. That's right. what Paul is saying. Right. That we're not subject to the law in the sense of but its, its condemnation. Right. Mm-hmm. That's not that we gain by salvation, by keeping the law. Right. But because we belong to Christ, because we've been redeemed now by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and God's at work, we now have the Desire. privilege the ability to actually obey God's right, laws
1: right and the desire and it's from a place <laughs> yeah, and of, the desire yes. uh, of a loving relationship as opposed to a condemning relationship or a fearful one um and yeah it's by the i I think that probably in today's culture just culturally speaking. I don't think we're um, as prone to legalism as we maybe used to be. So it's an interesting thing how the law, we tend to kind of swing on between licentiousness and legalism. And I think we're probably in a culture that's a little bit more licentious in this um, time. Yeah,
2: it's either... Anything goes or nothing goes right <laughs> it's very hard for
1: us to kind of r- really find that fine line again it's kind of it's that that's it's that focus on Jesus
2: and that's that that's that theme too of Galatians is this freedom mm-hmm. and we, we saw it in Corinthians second Corinthians in particular where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty mm-hmm. there's freedom mm-hmm. and so this idea of freedom in Christ right. and, and from the book of Romans, we we that theme up as well. And freedom, freedom that we have. I just
1: want to bring that back to because I didn't feel like Solomon. Just as a quick tie back to Solomon mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. that freedom in Christ, I think that that's really what the book of Solomon um, r- highlights best. Is that within marriage, and then mm-hmm. and that is a picture and an image of our relationship I mean Jesus is the bridegroom Mm -hmm. we're his bride and there's such freedom with Within that, to just enjoy, to Mm -hmm. um, to see the beauty of the world, to see the creation, to enjoy one another in relationship, to um, to and then and to I mean, within marriage, you know, even the to create, to in turn become creators as well in a way. Um,
2: Yeah, it it really is almost um, ironic, or in some ways maybe even like contradictory, because you think. everyone thinks of the confines and the rules of Christianity and so on and and it's an overstatement for one And, and yet at the same time though that there's this incredible freedom in Christ but the whole idea of freedom is not to just do anything you want. We're now free to live the way we would desire, the way yeah. God would want. We're free to obey God and love God and know God and experience God. As intended. It's the up, upside of things, That's right? right? That's right. Uh, the wonderful verse that comes to mind from somewhere, maybe the Psalms, at that right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. God is not the great cosmic killjoy, for sure. (laughs) See you next week, folks, here on The Bible Live.
1: The Bible Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas, 78218.
0: Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 9.30 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The The Bible Bible Live Quiz (laughs) Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Soapy and The Bible Live Broadcast.
1: You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world.